eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama Podcast. So I'm sitting here and there is so much craziness going on in the world, and I feel like every time I look at anything about global warming and climate change, it's super overwhelming because there's so much evidence (laughs) piling up and there's so many different things going on in the world that it's honestly just chaotic. So today I'm going to be talking about one of those crazy things going on in our world today and that is natural disasters. Chances are you've seen the headlines about crazy out of control wildfires and crazy out of control hurricanes and all of these things that are growing and increasing in strength and it just seems like are so much worse than they have been in previous years. And I am here to tell you today that in case you didn't know, there is a direct link between natural disasters and climate change. Or should I say there's a direct link between climate change and the intensity and frequency of natural disasters. So obviously, if you are on this podcast, you probably know that the world is getting warmer. Climate change and global warming is 100% a thing. In 2020, a report was released by the World Meteorological Organization, and it showed that the global mean surface temperature, as of 2020 at least, was about 1.2 degrees Celsius warmer than the pre-industrial baseline. And if you don't know what the pre-industrial baseline was, those were from about the years 1850 to the early 1900s. And the decade of 2011 to 2021 has been the warmest decade on record that we have like ever in history. So climate change studies all show that this increase has been alarmingly consistent and new evidence was just pushed out in the IPCC report that there's no denying that the this global warming and increase of temperature that we have been witnessing has been directly caused by humans and human activities. It's also estimated that the number of climate-related natural disasters has tripled in the last 30 years and that more than 20 million people are being forced from their homes by climate change each year. That's 20 million people each year are being predicted to having been displaced because of climate change and the effects of climate change. And you might be asking, how? How are these people, millions and millions and millions of people, being displaced because of climate change? That is because of the increase in natural disasters. Things like hurricanes, typhoons, floods, wildfires, and heat waves. But how can we prove that there's a link between climate change and these natural disasters? I feel like a lot of 
people try to say that it's all circumstantial and you know that natural disasters happen anyway but we do have a lot of hard evidence that shows that there's a direct correlation between the frequency and intensity of these natural disasters and global warming. So today I'm gonna to talk with you about the four ways, the four big points that show that hard correlation and the link between climate change and natural disasters. The first point I wanna talk about is coastal flooding. So by melting the polar ice sheets and glaciers in the Arctic, human-induced global warming has raised the global average sea level by at least eight inches since the beginning of the industrial era. And the higher the sea level rise, the easier it is for water to surge and flood into communities. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, flooding during high tides has doubled in the U.S. in the past 20 years. And the rising waters also greatly increase the risk of flooding during hurricanes. Moving right on into the next point, the rising temperatures and warmer seas mean that more water vapor is evaporating into the atmosphere, which provides fuel for hurricanes, typhoons, and extreme rainfall. So along with just the sea level rise, global sea surface temperatures have also increased 0.3 degrees per decade. Why does this matter? Well, storms actually draw strength from the energy within the ocean. So as the water warms and evaporates, it actually interacts with these weather disturbances and it creates a swirling cell of humid air, rain, and winds. So the warmer the water in the ocean, the more intense the storm. And studies show that the chances of a tropical storm becoming a hurricane that is a category three or higher has grown 8% every 10 years. Another thing is the higher temperatures in the ocean make hurricanes a lot more intense and unpredictable. And the Gulf Coast saw the consequences of this directly last year when the winds of Hurricane Laura increased 65 miles per hour in the 24 hours before the storm made landfall. The storm ended up killing 42 people and it caused $14 billion in damage, which ended up ranking it among the 20 costliest Atlantic hurricanes on record. And this is just one example. There have been so many extreme intense hurricanes that have displaced, killed so many people and have caused billions of dollars in damage all across the world. There's also hard data now that shows that hurricanes have been going further inland and this causes even more rainstorm and flooding events. They also put more water on land because they're picking up more water in the ocean due to global warming and sea level rise. This is such a scary thing, especially for people that live anywhere near the coastline, even like hours and hours from the coast. People here in the U.S. and all over the world are being impacted by these hurricanes and strong storms. So the next point is fires. A landmark study in 2016 found that climate change was responsible for at least 50% of the increase in dryness within the western U.S. forests in the past 50 years. As the global warming continues and increases, that dry season will lengthen and the length of time that conditions promote extreme fire behavior actually increases. So if anything, the events of the past couple years are another sign of how, you know, seemingly minuscule temperature increases can lead to way more severe natural disasters. 
Global temps have increased only by a little more than one degree Celsius. It's around 1.2 degrees Celsius, you know, from what all the studies show since the pre-industrial era. But research shows that that little amount of warming has doubled the amount of Western forest fires since 1984. The past couple years in California have been the worst fire season on record, with five of California's biggest recorded wildfires since 1932. But I know if you watch the news at all, you've probably seen the headlines of forest fires, not just in California, but literally all over the West Coast and all over the world, really. California, Oregon, Washington, Minnesota, really all over the U.S., these forest fires are becoming out of control and so many other places all around the globe. Right now, Greece is suffering so badly from the wildfires in their country. I know Australia has had horrible ones, Africa, like literally just all over the globe, wildfires are plaguing countries and creating devastation. And the last point that I want to make is the jet stream behavior. So there's actually evidence that climate change is influencing the behavior of the jet stream. And if you don't know what the jet stream is, it regulates weather systems all around the world for weeks at a time. So when that climate change interferes with the jet stream, it causes prolonged rainfall, drought, heat and frost and that just gives even more fuel for different natural disasters to happen. Obviously, if the jet stream is messed up and there's prolonged rainfall, then the, you know, the risk of floods happening are a lot more increased. You know, the same thing with increased periods of drought or heat, you know, it can lead to better conditions for forest fires like we just talked about. So those are the main ways that we can tell that there's a direct link between human-induced climate change and natural disasters. So there it is. Those are the four main reasons I want to talk about today and just bring up to show the link between climate change and natural disasters. And you might ask, why is this important to even talk about right now? With everything that's going on in the world, you know, the IPCC report coming out and the COP26 agreement happening in a few months, I feel like there is a bigger importance than ever to take a stand and make noise about climate change. Chances are you know somebody, whether it's in real life or through social media, that has been displaced or affected by these natural disasters. Or maybe you're listening to this and you first-handedly experienced the horrible hurricanes and wildfires and floods and heat waves. Like, there's so many people that I know personally that have been affected by all of these. And as horrible as this all is, the good news is that now we see that there's a direct correlation between the amount of warming that happens within the sea levels and just global warming in general and the amount and intensity of natural disasters that have happened, right? Like we can link these things. We have enough evidence to show that there's this direct correlation. But that also means that every you know, fraction of a degree that we can prevent from further warming by taking action, that is going to save us a lot of devastation down the line. So if we can keep it at the 1.5 degrees Celsius or even the 2 degrees Celsius, which, you know, there will still be an increase in these natural disasters, but the lower that we can keep global warming from human-induced climate change 
the lower the severity and frequency of natural disasters that we will experience. So I hope that this did not add to any eco-anxiety. Again, if you know anything about this podcast, that's the opposite of what I'm trying to put out. But I also think that there is a great importance in educating yourself and knowing about what is going on in the world. So I didn't make this episode to, again, freak anybody out, add to anybody's eco-doomism, you know, make you think that the world is ending. None of that. I just want you to be well-informed. So again, you can take a stance against climate change and you can just, you know, when your grandma asks you, well, why are you going to go to that protest about climate justice? You can know exactly what you are fighting for. And the more people that learn about this and educate themselves about global warming, the more people that take a stand about it with a passion and fire behind them. Because it's really easy to say, oh, I'm not going to get that straw at Starbucks because I want to save the sea turtles. But when you like really, really know what you're fighting for and you learn about the impacts of global warming, it can just make massive waves happen. It becomes so much more about like yourself and the sea turtles. It's the whole world coming together to literally just save each other. And all of this proof about natural disasters really just shows that, you know, if we don't come together and work against climate change and make big moves in order to, you know, prevent further warming, you know, things are going to get a lot worse for literally everybody. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, where do I go from here? I highly encourage you to just keep educating yourself. And once you educate yourself, you know, try to gently educate those around you. And again, really take a stance for what you believe in. Vote for people that care about climate change and that are going to do something about this and agree to you know, make big changes, whether you're in the U.S. or another country, wherever you may live. You can call local government officials and tell them how much this means to you. Heck, you know, you can even tweet Joe Biden if you want to, you know, DM the president and (laughs) yell at him about climate change too. Just any way that we can, we need to take a stand, make noise, and speak out for climate justice. So yeah, if you want to look more into this, you know, both about climate change in general or the link between climate change and natural disasters, I will link a few different websites and resources in the show notes. So if you're looking on Spotify, just look in the description of this episode. If you're looking on Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever you listen, just check the episode description and I'll have resources if you want to educate yourself more about this. But yeah, I hope that this deepened your understanding about the link between natural disasters and climate change. And again, don't take this and use it as another reason to be, you know, anxious about the environment or, you know, I don't want to add to your stress levels at all. I just want you to be educated about the subject matter. And it also fuels individual change, right? Like I've talked so much on this podcast about how it's not on the individual shoulder. Like, you know, climate change is due to the top 1% and a very select few companies So us as individuals, it's not our fault at all, but just knowing this and knowing about the natural disasters and global warming and all of that, if you take that passion and, you know, fear and you pivot it in a way that's more like, okay, instead of being scared and, you know, frozen and, you know, what do I do? If you turn and, you know, use that to fuel action, 
it can be such an amazing productive thing. Whether you use that to, you know, make small eco-friendly changes in your life at an individual basis, or even extreme eco-friendly changes in your life, or, you know, starting community justice groups, or figuring out ways that you can help your community be more sustainable and eco-friendly, or even if it's just like writing emails and calling your local governments in order to really like push change for a greener and more eco-friendly future. Just know that every small change adds up and every step you take towards a more eco-friendly life and future is an amazing one. And you know, even if it seems like nothing that you do can directly change the course of history or whatever, just doing these little changes can help your mindset and help you along this journey so much. Even if it just makes you feel a little bit more positive about the situation because you know that you're actually like doing something to try to make a difference. So yeah, all of that rambling to pretty much say don't freeze up in fear whenever you think about these natural disasters and you're like, oh, that's because of climate change. You know, don't get scared and frozen. Use that and like put it all, all of that heat into passion towards making a positive eco-friendly difference. So yeah, I hope that this episode showed you something, even if it was just that there is a undeniable link between climate change and natural disasters. I hope that you can take something positive from it or just use it as one of the many reasons why fighting for climate justice is so important. If you're trying to make small eco-friendly changes in your life, check the episode description and snag my free PDF guide that helps you live a more eco-friendly life. It is called the Unrooted Living Guide, and in it is just some of my tips for when you want to start out a sustainable living journey, some of my favorite easy, cheap, eco-friendly swaps, just things that will boost you along your journey toward a more eco-friendly life. So go to unrootedmama.com guide, and you can get that completely free. It takes like two seconds to download. Go grab it. I would love for you to get your hands on it because I literally made it for people just like you that are trying to live more eco-friendly. So if that's you, again, go to unrootedmama.com slash guide and download it for free. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time.